WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services. Tonight, two enemies with no love lost are ready to do battle on the gridiron. For the 65th time in history, the Ogden Pigeon Bayport Lakers and Cassie Red Hawks, separated by nothing more than a county line, are fighting for nothing more than bragging rights, and it feels like so much more. Good evening, folks, from the coziest booth in all the Greater Thumb Conference, Cass City, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me, as always, is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hansen. Thank you, Clark. Always happy to be here in Cass City, and everything looks great. We have a heck of a ball game for you tonight. In the last five years, Cass City and Lakers have faced off six times, with each team winning three games. By night's end, the scales will tip in one's favor. What direction, though, is still yet to be decided. These two are always two of the best teams in their conferences, year in, year out. Always hard-hitting and competitive right to the end. I expect nothing different tonight. The Lakers defeated Sandusky last week with a final score of 47-6. They rushed for over 300 yards and passed for nearly another 100 through the air. Second-year Lakers head coach Dave Lavasser wants nothing more than make it 2-0 on the season and 2-0 against their rival Cass City tonight. They looked great last week, but there was a lot of teams that looked great last week. The key is, though, for the Lakers, they are healthy. They are healthy, and they are back, and if they can stay that way, they just might be the favorite to win the West. On the other side of the ball are the Cass City Redhawks, who went out on the road to start the season and throttled the Reese Rockets in a 50-point shutout. Six rushing touchdowns later, and the Red Hawks return home with a 1-0 record and poised to make a lot of noise tonight against the Lakers. Just as I was saying, you got to love the start for Cass City as well. This certainly brings a lot of attention to Cass City, and it brings a lot of depth to the Greater Thumb East Conference this year. Before we kick off tonight's game, we'll host our media roundtable, discuss our other area games, and break down the game of the week. Lakers at Cass City in one of the fiercest rivalries in all the Greater Thumb Conference. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Lakers at Cassidy. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anger Valley Services, DIA Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs, Kind of Radiator and Air Conditioning of Paddocks, Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns, North Star Bank, Guiding the Way, here on Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Thumb Bank and Trust, Community Strong since 1895, Tina of Farm Bureau Insurance, Hills and Dales Healthcare, Lager Schools, Tim Fritz of Farm Bureau Insurance, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rates are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited. It's the second week of the season, and we are on the cusp of Labor Day. Now that the first few weeks of the football season don't count for anything, but now it seems that the real football finally starts. 
Despite how you feel about pre-Labor Day football, the moment we currently stand in is now essential for a team's growth and trajectory for the remainder of the season. A team seems to make the largest step forward from week two to week three and sets them up for the remainder of the season. And that's not only the case for the teams down in the field, but also the fans, the PA announcer, Andy Gray, the concession stand, and without a doubt, us in the broadcast booth. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host for my 12th straight year as part of the WLW Sports Network, and my right for his 11th season will be Dave Hanson. No doubt about it, and yeah, you nailed these two teams right on. An old classic rivalry. It's going to be weird that one's in the East and one's in the West this year, but the content of football will be just as good. Dave would be to my right. To my left is one of our secret weapons as a broadcast team, and that would be our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. Driving all the way from Livonia, Michigan every week for the last decade, Doug is responsible for all of our real-time stats throughout the entire game, giving us a clear image for all of our listeners. I'm looking forward to a great game, Clark. It was a nice drive uh, up here, and uh, should be a good battle. Well, on that way up, where did you where did you stop? Stopped right in downtown Cass City, uh, right off of M81 and Seeger. It's called, uh, I'm sure everyone's familiar with this in this area, it's called Gilligan's. Gilligan's. And how was dining with Doug? What would you have? I had a salad to start, and okay. then I had uh, what what fish. what dressing? Ita- Italian. Italian. Okay. All right. Uh, I had uh, fish, um, and then uh, uh, with French fries on the side, and it was really good. Fish with French fries on the side. Absolutely, it was really good. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Absolutely. I oh. believe I was there. Oh. I want to say I was there last year, and it was great last year, and it's great this year. You know, Doug, I was sweating earlier in the booth here, not because of the heat or the the, the temperature, but just because I was worried that you weren't going to get the Doug Cole seal of approval. So no, glad to hear. It was, it was yeah. definitely the heat. Yeah, <laughs> glad we could hear that dining with Doug can continue for yet another week as Doug Cole travels the countryside and finds the local hotspots and gives the Doug Cole seal of approval when deemed essential and applicable. Well, well, if it does not get the seal of approval, does that mean I can't go again? There's a good chance. There's a good chance. I don't know. Right. We'll have we'll have to take a look into the... Uh, More than likely, nobody will ever go there again. All right. <laughs> so you won't have to worry about the, it. The business yeah. will close yeah. if it does not get the Doug Cole seal of approval. <laughs> but much like Doug, our other secret weapon is not much of a secret anymore, considering we talk about them any chance we can get. And regardless, Dan Banky is our eye in the sky and insight into the trenches, giving us key information at the same moment that it all unfolds. No doubt about it. Uh, the eye in the sky, we were, we'd love to have him. And and he's, he sees things and is always in our ears with great stuff, and, and uh, we love having him, and I'm sure he'll be here soon. Tonight is the 65th time the Lakers and Cassidy have squared off since Lakers consolidated into one school in 1960, having played ever since with the exception of the shortened COVID season of 2020. For the first time since 1960, though, the Lakers and Red Hawks find themselves on opposite sides of the conference. Because of the exit of Brown City and K-Pack in the rear of them east, Cass City has temporarily made a move to the other side of M53 from the west to the east, joining the likes of Ubley and Harbor Beach to even out the divisions. Sure does, and they're an interesting school to go over there because all the other schools in the east are in rebuilding seasons. Uh, it's kind of Ubley 1A, Harbor Beach 1B, but you insert Cass City in there, and there, there's going to be a couple classic games in there to determine the east. Can't wait to see them. One thing that is certain is Lakers and Cassidy will always find a way to play, play each other, no matter what the Greater Them Conference looks like or is named. And tonight, both teams enter with a 1-0 record, and neither have any intent in yielding their spot at the top of the ranks. It's all on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network.
It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Dudley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View. It's the Scott Frost of the Media Roundtable, <laughs> Paul P. Adams. It's been a while since he won. Does that mean I'm about to get fired? <laughs> I don't know. Our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. The top spotter west of Pinnabog Road, Dan Benke. And the defending champion in the Media Roundtable, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our games predictions. When that time comes, we'll deem a media roundtable winner. Last week, Dave Hansen outbid Paul B. Adams for the largest differential <laughs> and paid off in dividends in full, giving Mr. Hansen the first victory of the season in the first bid to defend his title for 2022. Uh, thank you, Ugly Bearcats, for taking care of business last week for me. They yeah, looked, they looked very good. It was a good they? win. I still I still felt really confident with my pick. Um, Bad X just couldn't get the – Bad X were able to get an extra touchdown at the end. I, I – We'd be talking about me with the one-game lead right now. So, I felt good. I, I nailed Ubley's, uh points total. Just Badex uh, didn't have enough offense. It's been a rough week for Scott Frost. He loses to <laughs> Northwestern. <laughs> you're getting ripped by the media all week. Now, uh, well, you're about to get fired probably. And, how, uh, long, how long of a flight home would that be? I'm surprised they didn't uh, pull a Lane Kiffin and leave him on a tarmac. <laughs> well, regardless, so how it works... <laughs> Each media representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. And Andy Gray will also celebrate with me. That's the word. PA announcer here in Cass City. And since Dave won last week, he will go last. So tonight's order is Dan Banky leading off, then Doug Cole, followed by Paul P. Adams, and then finally Dave Hansen. Dan Banky's on his way to the game right now, so he sent in his his prediction. He said, well, Dan Banky did not get off to a good start last week, so maybe this week Dan can change that. He knows that Cass City got off to a good start by beating Reese easily, 50-0. But this week they will have their hands full. He says Lakers will, with, a, with an easy win, showed off their muscles as well. And Dan Banky thinks that there will be more of that tonight. He has say, He's saying that Lakers has the size and athletes to win this game. And Dan Banky has the Lakers winning 27-12, a 15-point victory in favor of the green and white, according to the top spotter, west of Pinnabog Road. So that brings up Doug Cole. Well, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, these uh, two teams are uh, bitter. Well, it used to be uh, oh, division. Still, oh, division they're still bitter. Rivals. They're still bitter, rivals. just not rivals. division. So I'm looking forward to a great game. I, You know what? With my uh, gut feeling, I'm going to go with the home team here. I'm going to go with Cass City. With the upset, I, I got them winning 22-16. to 22-16. to 16. Must have put something in your meal there at Gilligan's. Well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll, fi we'll find so out. A six-point six victory in favor of the Red Hogs, according to Doug Cole, our director of sports information. Paul P. Adams from the Huron County View. You know, I've been I, I, I've been waffling on my points, just haven't been able to get this thing nailed Should run down. Run for office if you're waffling. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> uh, I, I believe you know Lakers has the experience edge over uh, Cass City, and I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Uh, but you go back and look at the, these rivals and look at these scores uh, from over the years. There's not a lot of blowouts. There's not even a lot of double-digit games either way. These two teams are always evenly matched. And I think they're going to be fairly evenly matched today, but I think uh, Lakers pulls away a little bit at the end. A little too too many offensive weapons, uh, much bigger offensive line. I'm going to go with the Lakers 30, uh, Red Hawks 22. 30-22, to 22, an eight-point victory for the Lakers, according to Paul P. Adams. And Andy Gray has the bar stool ready to <laughs> hit him over the head. It's only business, Andy. And it's only 620. 
All right, that leaves Dave Hansen with our final pick for tonight. Oh, man, we, we are in for a treat tonight. This is going to go back and forth all game long. If this game gets more than one touchdown separation, I, I will be shocked. Um, I, I've been kicking this around all day, too, and it hasn't been points. It's which team's going to win. Um, but in the four spot, you got to play the game, and I'm I'm going to play the game. And, oh, uh, let me see, Dave Hansen by and, ten. Andy Andy uh, Andy Gray is not going to like it. Uh, give me give me the give me the veterans, the senior leadership. Give me Ethan Wisner, a motivated, uh, a young Cass City team. <laughs> uh, I think they can compete. I don't know if they have enough to win. Give me 28, 21. Give me the Lakers in a close one. You're taking Lakers by seven. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. And Andy Gray has just walked off the job. This one is the most talked about PA announcer we talk about all season. For good reason. For good reason. But he literally <laughs> just walked off off the set. We have to find a new a PA announcer. Well, besides that, all the snacks he brought, he just took and left with two. So we're on our own. <laughs> you, really, you really should have thought one that through. So the experts have spoken. Three taking Lakers. Doug Cole taking Cass City. Doug Cole saying Cass City's going to win by six points, 22 to 16. Dan Banky saying on the high end, Lakers winning by 15 points, 27 to 12. Paul B. Adams at eight points, Lakers 30, Cassidy 22. And Dave Hansen, Lakers by seven points, 28 to 21. Stuck in the middle Don't of you. Don't hug me, Dave. Don't that, hug that, me. That might just be Steve Miller Band's uh, theme song for Paul P. Adams, Stuck in the Middle with You. Let's take a look at other areas, games going on across the region. We had one game take place last night in eight-player football, a little Wednesday night action. Well, Deckerville looks like a max school as it is, and might as well play on a Wednesday, too. And the Deckerville Eagles trailing at halftime to K-Pack in K-Pack, but the Eagles resurrect like the flight of the Phoenix in the second half, and they take out K-Pack 40-28 to for their first victory, second victory of the season. Yeah, I was a little surprised by the halftime score. I saw K-Pack in person uh, previously against North Huron. Halftime score was basically the same score, so uh, I, you know, I, I didn't see a whole lot from KPAC that would have told me they would have been leading at halftime and really hanging in that game with Deckerville. So, uh, you know, the plot kind of thickens in the NCTL Stars. I, I kind of like uh, how this is working out for KPAC. You know, they, they got a nice win, first game at A player last week. They hung with Deckerville for two and a half quarters uh, last uh, last night there. So, I, I think. The overall point of that is you can see some of these schools with lesser numbers still be able to compete at the eight-player level. I think it was a good showing for them, but ultimately the veteran experienced, um, you know, forever coaching staff of the Browns there outhandles and outlasts the, the rush of KPAC and gets a nice win. In independent play tonight, we have Brown City and Green Devils traveling to Vermontville to take on Maple Valley, the Lions. Both teams are 1-0, and and fun fact, if anyone can tell me where Vermontville is. That's what I was going to say. Where's Vermontville? hearty handshake from me, but it's halfway between, well, it's it's just northeast of Nashville, Michigan. I so didn't know there was a Nashville, Michigan. <laughs> halfway between Lansing and Battle Creek, just to northwest of I-69, you'll find Vermontville, and that's who will be hosting the Brown City Green Devils tonight. All... Also tonight in the NCTL Stars action, Kingston travels to Auburn Hills to take on Oakland Christian. Both teams 1-0, the Cardinals against the Lancers. And then two Friday night games in the NCTL Stars, Genesee, Flint International. That is scrubbed. That, that is, is post that is uh, yeah forfeited for uh, to Genesee, and it sounds like Flint International is not going to have a team this year. So they just lost their passports. It's now Flint no National. Pancakes. No pancakes. No House of International House of Pancakes in Flint. And Burton Atherton travels to Mayville. Both teams 1-0. I think the... 
talking about games that are actually going to play, you got to have your eyes on on Kingston, of course. Kingston, so, Kingston Oakland Christian is a good, really nice game there. I, I think that's probably the best game to talk about. Oakland Christian is always a pretty good team. Kingston seems to be the team we're talking about the most in this area. So I think it'll be a really good test for them as conference play comes around the corner. Yeah, we don't know a whole lot about Oakland Christian, but Kingston, I think, is the team to beat in the NCTL. They have the potential player of the year this year as well. So, uh uh, very, very interested to see how they travel on the road down there to Oakland Christian. In the NCTL stripes, we have Bay City All Saints and North Huron in Kindy, Caseville at Peck, CPS at Akron Fairgrove, and Ashley at New Haven Merritt. Well, it was not a banner week for the NCTL stripes last week. Only CPS was the winner, and that was a winner by forfeit. So the NCTL stripes are going to get some wins this week. Uh, the, the game that really stands out to me uh, Bay City All Saints at North Huron. I saw a lot of good things out of North Huron last week. Um, they just got a limit their mistakes it's a very short roster so uh they had three of their seniors sitting on the bench on the, in the fourth quarter dealing with injuries but if north here it's healthy they're going to be able to dictate pace control the ball i think they get back on uh back on their winning ways tonight i'm with you it's a good get right game for them a chance to get that first win they lost a ton of upside players last year guys that carried the load for them so now their other guys have to step into those bigger roles it's going to take time but i think starting this week uh, they get off on the right foot. In 11-player football, all the entire Greertham Conference is in crossover mode still. Uh, divisional play begins next week. So we have USA at Marlette, Bad Axe at Sandusky, Vassar at Memphis, Carrow at Ubley, and Reese at Harbor Beach. Oh, l let me start with Bad Axe. I think this is a good, perfect setup for Bad Axe. Last week, uh, forget about it if you are if you were watching the Bad Axe game last week. They, they were not ready. That new offense did not work. But another week of practice, and Sandusky is in rebuild mode. This is the perfect game to, to iron out those mistakes and get back to their winning ways and compete in the greater thumb west. You know, I know uh, Reese really got manhandled last week by Cassidy, but uh, just on paper, that game looks looks really good to me because uh, I think people kind of forget about the early and mid-2000s when Reese and Harbor Beach had quite a rivalry, so it's really nice to see uh, those teams playing each other again. I, I expect the Pirates to win that game, but um, a lot of, there's a lot of history, a lot of crossover history on both sides of the, of the thumb between Harbor Beach and Reese, so really cool game to see them playing again. Any other thoughts, gentlemen, from uh, the Greater Thumb Well, I think, you know, you look at uh, USA, this is a, this is going to be a make-or-break uh, game for them. I know Marlette handled Carroll pretty easily uh, last week. Um, USA had a lot of good things. They had a 16-play drive uh, to start the game against Harbor Beach that, that stalled in the red zone uh, and then just kind of came unraveled from there. Um, Marlette, by all accounts, had lost quite a bit and was supposed to be in a rebuild mode, so that was a nice win for them to start the season. But I think uh, if USA is going to achieve any of the goals that they have set for themselves, that's got to start tonight. Um, basically, a bye week for Ubley against Carroll. Um, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of a lot of guys. A lot of guys uh, getting some reps that normally don't get a lot of game reps in, I think, at Ubley tonight. I think you're only two games that are close are the one we're watching tonight and, and USA Marlette. I think those are the two kind of games that I'm really keeping my eye on at 11 player. I think Bad X takes care of business. Um, Ubley's going to take care of business, and, I, and I'm pretty confident. Well, that Vassar Memphis doesn't do anything for you? Oh, All right, this one's going off the rails quickly. <laughs> we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Upton Pigeon Bay Poor Lakers. Your home for high school football is the WLW Sports Network.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Want to listen to us in replay form? Well, just go to our website, WLWSports.com, and click on the Replays tab or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. For every season in the last six years, the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers have made it to the postseason, something that has accounted for an additional 11 weeks of practice to help build this program to its current strength. At the helm would be second-year head coach Dave Levasseur, who took the Laker program over and to its first divisional title in four years and first di- district championship in five years last year. Coach Levasseur took over for Steve Le- Steve Berg, who was 28-12 and 12 in the four years he was there. Uh, went 9-3, and three, Coach Levasseur did last year. Uh, the Lakers have had just four seasons with nine wins or more since 2003. I think the expectations are high. I mean, all signs point to them hitting that nine-win mark or more again this year. The team has a ton of players back. They were beat up last year, especially towards the end. They are healthy, ready to go. This team has an absolute opportunity to win the West and make a little playoff run, too. The Lakers returned 14 of its 22 available starters, including its senior play caller with Connor McCain. To Coach Levasseur's own admission, the Lakers run one of the most complicated and intricate offenses of the entire Greerthum Conference. The green and white will throw a number of different formations and looks at their opponents, trying to find their weakness. A competent quarterback is critical in the success of the Laker approach. No doubt about it. And, and a veteran quarterback like Connor McCain, uh, a senior, 5'11", 185, he does a lot for this team. He had, he was 82 of, of 150 passing last year, about 55%, but he had 1,600 yards, 23 touchdowns. He threw for almost 150 yards a game. And then on the other side, you know, he ran for four TDs. He had 250 yards on the ground. But the team averaged 144 yards on the ground as well. So a very balanced attack. They can beat you through the air. They can beat you on the ground. And it doesn't matter if it's complicated or not. If the quarterback can lead the way, put the ball in the right place, offense will go. But this is a pretty tough defense they have to play against. So it'll be interesting to see which of those many formations are the ones they stick with throughout the game. Last year's numbers don't lie. The Lakers had a very balanced attack through their ground and air attacks. Last week, though, was a bit of a different story. The Green Machine pounded the ball on the ground with 31 carries for 345 yards and four scores. Leading the way was 5'11", 225-pound senior, returning from a season-ending knee injury last year in Ethan Wisner. Absolutely a big kid, solid, tough to take down, and highly motivated. When you miss your junior year, you want that senior year to be perfect, and he's off to a great start. He only had 13 carries last week, but 190 yards and a couple touchdowns. Remember, he was injured back in week one. He missed almost the whole season. He tried playing here and there uh, just because he's a competitor, but he's back, ready to go, and off to a great start. But some of the other guys you've got to keep an eye on, Jay Sears and Michael Good, both a couple seniors. They're going to play a little more wide receiver than running back, but they will take the ball in certain situations. But these guys are all over the field and do a lot of different things for this team. Lakers has the capability of lining up in almost a double wing format with McCain and Shotgun with Ethan Wisner to his left and Jay Sears out wide. But then the green and white offense can look and attack completely differently depending on the location of their wingbacks, Michael Good and Caleb Neaton, and Lakers tight end Tyson Steinman. Yeah, like I said, Michael Good only touched the ball twice last week, but he caught a touchdown and he ran a touchdown in. Caleb Neaton and and Tyson Steinman are going to fit some interesting roles. Uh, Steinman's going to play a lot more of the end, so a lot more sealing the edges for running plays. He will sneak out and catch a couple passes here and there, but uh, this team has the weapons to score in, in many different ways. Last week, the Lakers scored 47 points on Sandusky before yielding a touchdown to their opponents in the waning moments of the game. In 2021, the Lakers finished with the third-best defense, allowing just 15 points per game, which includes five games where the Lakers allowed just one touchdown or less. 
They really come on strong at the end of the second half, but it took some time. When you build an offense around guys like McCain and Wisner, and now you take Wisner out, it took them a few weeks in the middle there to kind of refine themselves without their lead horse, and they were able to do that. And specifically, you think about that big win against Bad Axe at the end of the year. They ended up winning 21-20, and a big win in the first round of the playoffs over Reese before Kawama Westphalia ended up uh, being the, the team that knocked him out. But that was a pretty good game right till the end as well. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll take a look at the Lakers' opponent tonight in host this evening. That'd be the Cass City Redhawks. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. It's week number two in the final game before Labor Day. And you're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Bang use their call tonight from the coziest booth in all the Greater Than Conference, Cass City, Michigan. It has been an entire decade since the Cass City Red Hawks have finished a football campaign with a sub-500 record. And during that time, the Red Hawks have made it to the last eight straight playoffs the greater them champions three times, district champions twice, and regional champions twice as well. All of that is credit to the coaching staff of Cass City, led by Scott Cathrell for a collective two decades, dating all the way back to 2001. That's right, 20 years of service, 112 wins, 81 losses, winning 66% of his games, the winningest coach in school history, as a matter of fact. And keep in mind, this will be his first time coaching in the Greater Thumb East this year as uh, Cass City uh, leveling the fields between the East and the West after Brown City and Cape Pack left for eight players. So change your schedule a little bit, but a lot of um, home home recipe uh, rivals like Lakers still find their way on the schedule. You can't miss those games. Last year was a tale of two halves after making it to back-to-back state semifinals in their only district and regional championships in school history. The Red Hawks were in a bit of a rebuilding state of the 21 campaign. A 1-4 start put Cassidy in an early hole, one that they miraculously dug themselves out of, going 4-1 to finish the season and securing an at-large playoff berth. Part of that early struggle was losing their starting quarterback to injury before the season even begun. Fast forward a year and Carter Patrick is back and ready to lead. And just a junior. He's still an underclassman. Uh, last week, just five carries for six yards, but two of them were for touchdowns and one for one completion, 31 yards and a touchdown. Work him in slowly. Obviously, uh, last week they had a very large win, so run the offense, make sure that wing T is running the right way. He's going to have a bigger role as the season goes on, and that season's starting right now. So expect uh, some more stats in the book for him tonight if Cass City's going to be pull off a big win. Part of the tough-nosed characteristics of a Scott Cathrell squad takes shape from his offense, the wing T. With three running backs at the quarterback disposal, it's tough to contain the Red Hawk running attack. Reese learned that the hard way last week when Cassidy ran the ball 41 times for 245 yards and six touchdowns. Leading the way was junior Landon Schott. That's right, another junior on this team, an underclassman. Landon Schott is going to be the lead back, the one that Lakers is going to be game planning for first. He just had 12 carries last week, over 100 yards and a couple scores, averaging 8.5 yards a touch. Last season he was good too. He had 100 carries for 500 yards and multiple touchdowns, but keep an eye on the change of pace backs and Tyler Kumper and Cohen Sherman. A couple more juniors for this team. Uh, both of them scored last week. So they are not afraid to mix up the ball, but keep an eye on Landon Shot. He is going to be the guy that's going to lead this team in touches tonight. Cassidy did attempt two passes last week, one by Carter Patrick and the other by Cohen Sherman. 
The good news is both were completed in one went even for a touchdown. The Red Hawks don't pass often, but frankly, they don't need to. But when they do, it's effective. Sure is. They they lull you to sleep and throw it when they when they the other teams least expect it. They only attempted 37 passes last year, and yes, they only completed 14 of them. That's 37 percent of the time. But they did have three touchdowns and 275 yards. And like Clark said, Tyler Cumper caught one for 31 yards and a score, and Josh Steely caught the other one for 15 yards. Last year defensively, again, it was a tale of two halves. The first five weeks, Cassidy was allowing an average of 32 points per game. The last five games, when they won four games, that defensive allowance plummeted to just 10.6. Dave, what do you think we'll see tonight? Well, it starts with just what you said. They only lost five starters last year, returned eight of 11 on defense. The biggest one you got to remember that's not there, and this is literally and figuratively, Connor Herford is a large man. He played on the line both sides. Uh, kind of the vocal point of where they, the running attack was and where opposing running attacks ran away from. So more of a, a level, more balanced offensive defense for this team. They will run the ball heavy, and they will run it early and often, try to control the clock and keep Lakers' offense off the field. We are just under 17 minutes away from the start of another chapter in the Laker-Cassidy rivalry. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Lakers and the Red Hawks. It's, it's Red Hawks. It's all on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank. You with their call tonight from the coziest booth in all the Greater Them Conference, Cassidy, Michigan. It is Military and Service Appreciation Night tonight. So we have all of our veterans on from the local community as well as our firefighters, ambulance, you name it in between. Police on the field right now for an on-field recognition. We have representation from every conflict in U.S. military history from World War II to present day on the field right now. Truly inspiring to see on the field. Great to see the public appreciation and the foresight for Cassidy to do such a thing. Yeah, this is uh, this is really cool. Trying to listen in to all the names and uh, the from all the past all the way to local. It's it's a really cool thing that they do every year, and it's a pleasure to be here tonight. Well, as the crow flies, just 14 and a half miles separate Lakers and Cassidy High Schools, south by southwest. If making the trek from Laker Country to M81 Valley, all you need to do is head south in Elton Road, which turns into Cemetery Road, down the hill and turn left at the park, home of the coziest booth in all the Greater Them Conference. In regards to school size, Cassidy High School is the fourth largest in the conference with 292 students, a growth of 24 students from a year ago. Lakers is listed with 293 students, up 13 from 21. So by going by student enrollment, it's Lakers by one student. Tonight marks the 65th time that the Red Hawks and Lakers have met on the gridiron. Every year since Elkton, Pigeon, and Bayport High Schools have consolidated to form one school, with the exception of 2020 when the shortened COVID season picked back up in week number four, with a classic rivalry game intended to be played in week number three that year. Lakers lead the overall series with 44 wins, Cassidy at just 19, with one tie taking place in 1962 when the game finished 0-0. Last year's offensive numbers, Lakers averaged 27.5 points per game, Cassidy with 22.9. So by going by last year's averages, it's Lakers by 4.6. 
Defensively, Lakers ended up with the third best defense in the Greater Them Conference, allowing 15 points per game. Cass City finished in the eighth slot, giving up 23.8 per game in 21. So on defense, based on last year's numbers, is Lakers by 8.3 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the night, and they're confident that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Tim Boyle, sports wagering department, decided factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location. The spread for tonight's game sits at Lakers, 6.5 points. Today is the 244th day of the year, meaning they're just 111 days until New Year's Eve. Plenty of time to make your plans still, and we'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps out in the field with the early dig, which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question about sugar beet harvesting. Let's do it. You better go three for three on this. <laughs> well, if I don't, uh, there will be some upset people. You will be spending Christmas not at the Hanson household. <laughs> That'd be right. Well, the early dig of the 22 sugar beet season began this past Monday to help get all the sugar factories online and operating daily before the main harvest begins. My question to you, Dave, my first one is, according to Michigan Sugar Company, what percentage of all sugar beets will be harvested during the early dig period? During the early dig period, that's... uh Give or take about 25%. Yeah, right, on, of it. right on the money. 25%, just under 150,000 acres will be harvested in the early dig. Michigan Sugar estimates that the sugar beets from the early dig will yield an average of 25 tons an acre versus the 31 tons per acre during the main harvest with a sugar content of roughly 17.8%. All sugar beets during the early dig go directly to the nearest processing plant in Bay City, Seawing, Carroll, or Croswell where they will be sliced for sugar extraction. Dave, what is a sliced sugar beet technically called? A sliced sugar beet. Uh, There's is, a technical name for it. What is it? Is a techni- is technically called a cosette. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Ring yes, the bell. Sir. It's a French word that quite literally means a slice, whether it be a potato or sugar beet. The last sugar beet of the 21 harvest was sliced on Sunday, April 24th at the Seabling plant, which set a new record for the longest campaign in Michigan sugar history at 248 days. My final question today tonight is how many tons of molasses were produced at the Seabling plant for 2021? <laughs> Not to get specific here. Uh, uh, wow. Um, I have no idea. So how about uh, 40,000 tons? 51,000 tons. Uh, and give nearly 103 million pounds of molasses. The Bay City plant is currently in the process of building a new molasses desugarization facility set to go online in 23. The new facility will allow Michigan Sugar to extract and produce an additional 80 million pounds of sugar every year, a return of 10 to $15 million annually to its grower owners. Now we tune in and we listen in to the Kansas City Marching Band on the field right now for the playing of our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
And speaking of the Rockets' red glare and things bursting in air, Dave, what are your three keys to tonight's game? Uh, well, let's start with the home team. I, I think the home team's got to control the pace of this game. I, I think if they if they can do that, run the ball effectively, keep that Lakers offense off the field, I think they have a great chance of winning this game. On the other side, on the road team, this is going to be a hostile environment. This is a, this is a rivalry game that the West usually has every single year, and it doesn't matter that one's in the East, one's in the West. It is going to be hostile. There's going the crowd is going to be loud. There's going to be some hits. There's going to be some unnecessary penalties. Just the way these games roll, and if if the Lakers can withstand those, be on the lesser side of those penalties, and, and it's withstand the environment, I think they have a good shot at the game. And last but not least, this game is going to be one in the trenches. Cass City's going to try to run the. Football all game long. Lakers is going to do about half and a half, but if they can run the ball like they did last week, they'll keep the passing game to a minimum, and that can reduce some turnovers. So the big hog mollies down in the trenches, whatever ones can push that pile the best, that team's going to win the game tonight. Current conditions in Cassidy, Michigan are 80 degrees with sunny skies and absolutely perfect weather here. They are calling for a 1% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the south at 4 miles per hour and gusting up to 9 miles per hour. Visibility unlimited at 10 miles. Barometric pressure, watch out, is dropping at 29.99 inches and the dew point is at 55 degrees. It feels like it's 81 degrees out. The humidity is at 46%. Sunset in just over an hour at 8.08 p.m. this evening and we're currently in a waxing crescent moon phase the second favorite moon phase of the broadcast team here tonight so i think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football sunrise today was at 6 56 a.m sunset at 808 so on september 1st 2022 we have 13 hours and 12 minutes of daylight we've lost 17 minutes since just last six days ago Lakers won the toss, elected to defer to the second half, so they will kick things off. Your officials tonight in the white cap, all from the Midland area here. Your referee would be Andy Wolf. Your umpire, Brian Taglauer. Head linesman, Bob Dykeman. Line judge, Pat Wilkins. And your back judge would be Ron Kaziak. All from the Midland, Midland area. Lakers in their home white uniform, excuse me, road white uniforms. Green Lakers across their chest, green numbers on their chest. Green matte finish helmets, numbers on their left side, Lakered wheel L on the right side with a green face mask. Cassidy in military appreciation uniforms tonight, so some of the numbers might be different than you're used to than other weeks. The, regardless, though, they are sharp-looking uniforms. The Cassidy Red Hawks in home black uniforms this evening, hawks across their chest, silver numbers with a camouflage insignia in it, with their silver helmet with a white stripe down the middle and numbers on either side of their helmets with white pants. Sharp looking jerseys there, Dave Hanson. They sure are, and key for us is that their numbers are very visible. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we should be all right when they run that wing tee tonight. Should be, should be. We're going to take a short break and return. We'll have your kickoff right here from Cassidy, Michigan. It's week number two of the MHSA regular season, and you're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, the Lakers 
Number two, Jay Sears kicks it out of the back of the end zone for a touchback, so Cassidy will start out at their own 20-yard line, marching left right across your radio. A little early for that, isn't it? A little, it? very early. I think we can't even say meanwhile back on the ranch. It's soon to be on the ranch or something at that point. That, that, that's right, but you're absolutely right. The, the opening kickoff was boomed. More, more, more great kicking we get to see this week right in the back of the end zone, and Cassidy will take over. I love to see it, but regardless, number five, Cohen Sherman, the halfback, 5'9", 165-pound junior, gets the handoff. He's across the 25 out to the 26-yard line. Tackle made by Owen Eichler, defensive tackle, 6'1", 180-pound junior for the Lakers. Set down a second down and four from the 26-yard line. And nice start for Cassidy. You're going to start at your own... 20 there. It's, it's going to be a long drive against a very stout Lakers defense, and that running game is going to be early and often for the Red Hawks, so a nice six-yard game to start this drive. A lot of feeling out process on a lot of these run-first, run-heavy teams. So to start out with six yards on first down is just what the doctor ordered. Sharp black uniforms for the Cassidy Red Hawks tonight. Working off left hash under center would be number 11, Carter Patrick. And off to number three, Tyler Comper coming around the right end and nothing there going at all. As Lakers sniffed that it went out from the get-go, Blaine Wren, defensive end senior for Lakers, stops him in his tracks for no gain in the play. And it's going to be second down, four to go still from the 26-yard line. Yeah, Tyler Comper had nowhere to go there. They, you see number five, uh, Cohen Sherman, kind of go like in the double wing. We saw a little bit last week for Badax. He lined up over top, the right tight end, and two running backs in the backfield. But essentially, it's just taking that right wing tee back, putting him on the line to try and slow down uh, an early rush and, and seal off the edge. But that did not work. 56, Wren blew it right up and tackled in the backfield for a loss. T-formation splitting the hash marks. Carter Patrick out, rolls to his right to pass. It is into the hands of Josh Steely. And he gets out across the 30. Finally forced out of bounds outside of the 35, down to the 37-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Garrett Strahan, cornerback for the Lakers, a senior. Enough to move the chains. First and 10 for Cassidy. Well, everybody in the room was fooled because uh, we just got done reading a stat about how they only threw the ball 37 times last year. <laughs> Third play of the game. Must be rivalry week already. Uh, but that play action had everybody fooled. The secondary was fooled. And number five was Cohen Sherman. He was down the middle of the field. Nobody 15 yards away from him. But Steely was open as well on the sideline. He had his choice of receiver. He took the safe First completion of the game, complete it, get that first down, and keep your offense on the field. He had lots of options, but a good enough one for the first down. Three-man backfield, and it's a handoff right up the gut. Nothing going there at all as the Laker front line is stopping him in his tracks. On the bottom of that pile will be number six, Landon Schott. Looks up, wasn't sure where he was either. Fullback, 5'11", 170-pound junior. Stop made by the Laker front line, second down and 10 from the 37-yard line. The only thing he was sure of, Clark, is he had the ball and he didn't go very far. <laughs> there was white jerseys in the backfield right away, and it, it comes back to what we talked about. The defensive line versus offensive line tonight may not be more key than it is today, and the defensive uh, tackles there of Lakers blew up that play right in the backfield, landing shot. No chance after he touched the football. Zach McCardle will be credited for that tackle. Ran right the defensive line. Second down and 10. It's a pitch out to the left side to Cohen Sherman. He's trying to find a seam, but there's the white jersey swarming to the ball after a yard loss back of the 36-yard line. Leading the charge outside linebacker Michael Good for the Lakers' second, second year starting for him. It's now going to bring up a second, third down and 11 to go from the 36-yard line. Try and run up the middle, you get nothing. You run to the outside, you get even less. Uh, no gain, maybe a loss again on the play. Nowhere to run, multiple white jerseys swarming to the football. And when you're a wing T offense, this is not the scenario you want to be in in third down at 11. Uh, chances are they may try and pass it again. You know, a team that doesn't pass it often might do it twice uh, in the first series tonight. 
Two men backfield, wing T to the left. And Carter Patrick staying in the pocket. They're throwing downfield. The lefties wide has wide open. That is caught by Tyler Kumper into Laker territory and finally brought down close to the 30-yard line. Stop made out of the secondary by Garrett Strahan, cornerback for the Lakers across midfield. And a huge gain from the 37 in their own territory down to the 30-yard line. A 33-yard pickup on the pass and third down conversion moves the chains into Laker territory. You know it's coming. Third down and eleven. You have you cannot get beat deep. If they run and you give up five or six, it's fourth down and it's a long fourth down to go or a punting situation. But in the secondary, completely beat on the play. Garrett Strahan just lets his guy run right by him and is trailing. And even though Carter Patrick took a hit as he released it, it wasn't his best throw, but he threw it far enough down the field where only his guy could get it. And an easy throw and catch for a big gain in a first down. That's a handoff right up the gut to Landon. Shot and same result as his earlier run. Gets out to maybe the 29 and a half yard line. Double team there by Blaine Run and Ethan Wisner. Ethan Wisner for the Lakers coming out of the uh, Linebacking core there for no gain. Stopped them right at the 30-yard line. Second down, 10 to go from the Laker 30-yard line. It's sort of your matchup there. Uh, linebacker is Ethan Wisner, and then your your tailback landed shot that's going to try to attack the middle. Uh, probably the two best team's best running backs also facing off offense and defense will be a matchup we're going to watch all night. Ethan Wisner gets the better end of that deal. Second down and long again for Cass City. Second down, 10 from the 30. Quarterback keeper, Cohen Sherman, excuse me, handoff to Cohen Sherman coming around the right end. Second guessing my numbers here, down to the 26-yard line. Switched them to quarterback on that play. Gets out for a four-yard gain, sets a third down, six to go from the Laker 26-yard line, working off the right hash. Mix it up a little bit. You see uh, number five there, take the snap land, uh, excuse me, Cohen Sherman. A little bit of a wild, uh, wildcat situation there. Try to throw off the Lakers a little bit, try to figure out who's where and what they're going to do, and... Uh, he just takes it out of the backfield around the right end, a design quarterback keeper out of that wildcat uh, formation, and he's able to get something, get about four, maybe five yards on the play. Third down and six now. The whole playbook's open. They've had two easy throw and catches already on this drive. They can go to the pass, but in this scenario, they could even run it too. Handoff to number six right up the gut. Landon he's shot gone. open for the running, and he's in. Touchdown, Cass City from 26 yards out. Landon shot finds a lane wider than driving through Dallas, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Cassidy strikes first, and they are on the board. 6-0 over the Upton Pigeon Bay Four Lakers with 6.46 left in the first quarter. It is 6-0 CC. Yeah, what a great run there. We just got done saying that the whole playbook is open now at third down and six. We've already shown we can throw it on you. They did it twice. But on third down and six, in that deep in territory, you know it's four down territory, so they go to their best player. And when he gets through that line of scrimmage that we talked about, then he needs, when he's in the open field, look out. He just made the secondary look foolish and wide open into the end zone goes landed shot. The PAT is blocked. The kicker for Kansas City, number 71, Evan Clark, as Lakers got right through that line. And so the score remains 6 nothing. Kansas City leading the Lakers with 6.46 left in the first quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Cassidy kicks off into the hands, comes in at the 10-yard line, into the hands of Jay Sears. 
running all the way out from the 10-yard line, gets out for a 28-yard return out to the 38-yard line. Big, nice return there for the Lakers. Jay Sears sets up Lakers with decent field position. Tackle made by Mason Nevick, number two on Kansas City Special Teams, also starting cornerback. 6.38 left in the first quarter, 6-0 Kansas City. Nice return sets up, uh, gets that uh, away crowd kind of into the game on their first series of the night. Defense failed them. The Kansas City offense strikes first in front of the home crowd. Now the away team, the Lakers, gets their first chance with the football in an offense that we're kind of looking forward to. They do a lot of different things. They're going to keep us up here on our heels. But uh, like I said, they are a 50-50 split offense in tight games. They will run the ball as often as they pass the ball. And uh, that helps them keep defenses on their heels. Cassidy scoring drive, nine plays, 80 yards, five minutes and 14 seconds off the clock. It's a direct snap to Ethan Wisner. He's rumbling, stumbling, has the first down, and he's chipped up by a shoelace across midfield by number two, Tyler Kumper, as he was rumbling downhill there. And it takes him, takes a lot to stop a train, that's for sure. And he's across midfield, move the chains from the 38 across and out for a 15-yard game. Very interesting. Uh, McCain doesn't touch the ball in the first play. Direct snap right to Ethan Wisner. Overloads a little bit. Sort of a, a Tim Tebow style of offense back in Florida. Just snap it to the big guy and let him run. And they're going to be called for the false start, so it's disco night early here as Ethan Wisner was leaning forward and waiting for that snap. It didn't come, though. And so we'll wait from the official white cap here for the signal, but this is a five-yard penalty against the Lakers. As they'll come back across midfield into their own territory from the Cassidy 47 to the Laker 48-yard line. First down, 15 to go. The snap was just, just a half a second late. Uh, even McCain was right next to him, right next to Wisner, leaning forward like uh, the ball didn't show up. So they, <laughs> I think they, they both uh, took off there a little early. The center was behind whatever the communication was. But that's going to cost him five. But an interesting note, both McCain and Wisner in the backfield, Wisner has taken all the snaps so far. And he does this one as well, and he finds a seam. He's rumbling down close to that first down marker. He has it and runs out of bounds beyond the 35-yard line. They're actually going to say he stepped out right at the first down marker. So 15-yard gain at the 37-yard line of Cass City. First and 10 for the Lakers, their second of the night. Very interesting, just direct snaps to Wisner in this situation. No, he's not the quarterback, he's the lead running back, but direct snaps to him, McC follows McCain wherever he goes. McCain becomes the lead blocker in the situation. Very unique to have your quarterback be your lead blocker, but they're overloading one side or the other, and so far Cass City has been unbalanced and been unable to stop it. McCain and Wisner in the backfield. Another direct snap to Wisner. Breaks out of one tackle. Has a lead blocker in front of him. He cuts back in field at the 15. And he's still on his feet inside the 10. Down inside the 5. And he gets brought down at the 2-yard line by Tyler Kumper on a last-ditch effort from the 37. Ethan Wisner running downhill and then some. Like a Mack truck right through that middle of that defense in for a huge 35-yard run. And now it's first and goal to go from the two. And they're going to hurry it up because they already know what's working. And Ethan Wisner gets another handoff, and he walks in untouched. Touchdown, Lakers. 5.56, just 50 seconds after the Cassidy Redhawks get on the board. The Lakers respond with their own, and it's now tied up six apiece. And we're just halfway through the first quarter. Oh, boy, that was fast. All running plays. Every single play was exactly the same. Direct snap to Wisner, and there was no stopping him. That big front line of Lakers dominated on that series. And when he got there, then it's just showing off the moves. Who can tackle that big man in open space? The answer was nobody. No and he finds his way into the end zone. The kick is up from Jay Sears and may have gotten a tip on it, but it's through the uprights. And so Lakers takes the lead with 5.56 left in the first quarter. It is 7-6, Lakers leading Cassidy.
And with that score for the Lakers, 7-6 now. 5.56 left in the first quarter. Lakers, four plays, 62 yards, three first downs in tow. And all Ethan Wisner from start to finish. And finishes it off with a two-yard run. The PAT from Sears is good. It's 7-6. Lakers leading Cass City as Sears' kick comes about five yards into the end zone. And Cass City's Cohen Sherman will watch it bounce through the back. And Cass City will start this drive at their own 20-yard line, trailing by 1.7-6. As we figured, a back-and-forth game. At some point, these defenses are too good to not come up with stops. But uh, an impressive response. Cass City methodically running the tee right down the field, get a big run from landed shot, and then Lakers one-ups him. Direct snaps right to Ethan Wisner four straight times, leads to 67 yards, and eventually uh, he rumbles in on a short touchdown run. Difference in the game so far, special teams, though. One extra point for the Lakers. They lead 7-6. It's a delayed handoff to Tyler Kumper, and Lakers takes advantage of that delay. Finds him right at the original line of scrimmage of the 20, maybe the 20 and a half yard line. Stop made by big man Luke Braun. Six foot five, 295 pound senior for the Laker front line. We've already seen a few Lakers stops for no gain or losses, short losses on the on this night already. It makes things tough for Cass City. They are going to have to come up with recovery plays. That's not what the T is for. It's that two, three, four yards of play. Keep the defense pushing them back. You're going to get plays with zero yards. You're going to have to come up with some either big throws or some creative runs to make up for it. Carter Patrick under center, three men backfield. And it's a quarterback hit option out to the right, and it pitches it out to Tyler Cumber. Tries to cut back in, and he's brought down to the 24-yard line. Looks like the ball may have popped loose at the very end there. But they're saying he was down at the 23-yard line. Tackle made by Michael Good as well as Blaine Wren for the Lakers on defense. Sets him a second down, seven to go from the 23-yard line. You see him run the option from the tee there. And it, Excuse me, so third and seven. It was, it, was a, it was a nice run. He tried to spin back to the middle of the field and let those two defenders go by. Michael Good stood him up, but it was Blaine Wren that hit him right in the back as he was spinning. and did jar that ball loose, but it, it went right back to the ground and, and quickly recovered by Cass City. But in your own territory, third down and long, seven to go. Again, I don't know if this is four-down territory this far back in your in your area, so got to come up with a big play here or potentially that pass again. Wing to the left, Carter Patrick keeps it for himself. He's going to try and find something. Gets out for about two yards out to the 25-yard line before he is stopped by Lakers number 13, Caleb Neaton. Cornerbacks plays slot receiver wing back as well, just a junior, and lost his helmet, so he has come off. So it's third down, five yards to go for the Caster Red Hawks at their own 25-yard line. That yeah, should be fourth down. Excuse me, five fourth down. Excuse go. me. Yes. So, uh, like I said, a little bit of action there. You see him drop back, staring down the secondary. Then he puts the ball delayed in his running back's arms, takes it back from him, and keeps it himself. So a very slow developing uh, fake draw run where the quarterback ends up keeping it. Uh, only goes for two. Lakers not fooled. And on fourth down and a long five to go deep in your own territory, they're going to bring out the punt team. And they are waiting to snap. This good snap. Good. <laughs> Barely gets the punt away as Lakers are swarming through it. Jason Sears brings it into the 45, and he's brought down immediately at the 48-yard line by Cohen Sherman for the Red Hawks. So midfield position here for the Lakers to start on offense. First in 10, right to left across your radio, leading 7-6 with 3.47 left in the first quarter. And you like to see your veteran players make little plays like this. Jay Sears is back there. And a lot of guys just let that ball bounce and let it roll as far as it may. But he, he takes it off a hop, and yes, he gets hit right away, but he could he probably saved a good 10 yards of roll on that play by covering up that ball and taking the hit even after just a short return. But on their own 48-yard line, the Lakers offense will take over. 
And off to Ethan Wisner. Breaks out of one tackle. He's brought down at midfield after a two-yard gain. They're going to say he marked him down actually at the Cassidy 49. Brought down by Josh Steely, defensive end, six foot one, 215-pound senior for Cassidy. A three-yard gain for Ethan Wisner. Second down, seven to go from the Cassidy 49. And you see some adjustments there already. Steely, that's the side that they attacked on the first stride. You see him slide over there, and he sheds that offensive blocker and puts a body on Wisner. It's going to take more than one body to take him down, but he at least slows him down and then allows the rest of the defense to swarm. And the shortest gain of the night for Wisner is only two yards. Trying to draw him off sides, and it worked. As he went for the hard count, and it's going to be an offsides on Cassidy. So it goes from a second down and seven after just a three-yard gain for Ethan Wisner. Basically make that an eight-yard gain. And now a second down and two. And that's one of the, uh, they say, the oldest plays in the books, right? Is uh, the old hard count, get, try to get that free five yards. Uh, there, there was a lot of leaning and a lot of uh, action there on the offensive side, too, to help initiate that uh, that offsides. But the, and nonetheless, it's a short now short yardage situation. Ethan Wisner gets another straight direct snap, and he's across, hands the first down across the 40 and finally brought down at the 30-yard line. Brought down by number 44 for the Kansas City defense, Cooper Mallory. Nose tackle, 6'1", 175-pound junior. Move the chains for a 12-yard gain. And hurry-up mode here for Lakers, so obviously not much changing here. Ethan Wisner gets the handoff. Scrum pushes him out across the 25 and finally brought down to the 24-yard line. Flags fly. Tackle made by Luke Shearhart, linebacker for Kansas City. But we might have a hold on this one. This one might push back. Uh, it might be a legal shift. Illegal shift on the Lakers. Yeah, I think there's a couple guys moving at once at that time. And the flag is right at the original line of scrimmage. Haven't refreshed on my playbook yet, or a rule book for this season, but I do believe that is a five-yard penalty. Just a five-yard variety, yep. You are so exactly now he's second right. down and 15. Still got it. You do. Yes, you do. Sometimes. Third, or excuse, second down, 15 to go from the 35-yard line. Not quite mid-season form, but getting there, right? <laughs> Our listeners would greatly appreciate it if that was the case. But. <laughs> yes, they would. And looks like, so, uh, first the, down, Looks like the Lakers coach wants a little ex explanation over there. 2.38 left in the first quarter, 7-6, to six, Lakers leading. First and 15 from the Kansas City 35-yard line. It's been all the Ethan Wisner show. Lakers have had six plays of offense for 84 yards, and I should say Ethan Wisner has six plays for 84 yards and one score. No one else has touched the ball for the Lakers. It's been a direct snap every single play up to this point. 2.15 and counting here in the first quarter. 7-6 Lakers leading on offense at the Kansas City 35-yard line, and we have more... Motion before the snap, and the home team comes alive, and the home fans are happy about it as well. So instead of a first and 15, we have a timeout called by the Lakers with 2.10 remaining in the first quarter. 7-6, Lakers leading. Two ten remaining in the first quarter. It's a one-point ball game. Lakers seven, Cassidy six. Both teams scored in their first drives. Cassidy with a three-and-out punt gives the ball back to the Lakers. They started their own 48-yard line. Now they are at the Cassidy 35-yard line. As there was no penalty in that previous play, there was a timeout called just before. 
the false start was would have been called. So it's still a first and 15 situation for the Lakers at the Cassidy 35. But the difference in that first play there, Connor McCain actually under center. They showcased it. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't uh, seen we, it yet. We, we know when they decide to run their true offense that Connor McCain is the quarterback. But uh, like I said, they come out with a little bit of a wildcat type thing. Snap it right to your best player and let him run off tackle, and it's worked great. But this time, McCain under tackle. They're under center, and they're going to put Wisner in motion to the left. It is Connor McCain sweeping out to the left side to number two, Jay Sears. And they bring him down to the backfield for a four-yard loss back at the 39-yard line. Cass City's number 50, Tristan Gruber, defensive tackle, and Luke Shearhart, linebacker, brings him down for the four-yard loss. Second down, 19 to go for Lakers. Yeah, that Luke Shearhart gets in, gets loose in the backfield and no room to run there for a non-Ethan Wisner running back for Lakers on that play. And now it uh, looks like a little more traditional style here. You see two receivers to the right with McCain in the backfield and keeping Wisner company. Tyson Steinman in motion, throws it downfield. It has Michael Good caught open at the 30-yard line. He drags his defender forward another four yards out to the 26-yard line. Stop made by Tyler Cumper out of the secondary. They're going to mark him down at the 28-yard uh, line. So it's now third down, seven to go for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers on the road in Cassidy territory with a one-point lead. That was a great play, but missed coverage by Cassidy in the secondary left him wide open. Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap and a fumble on the very end of that play on the third and seven from Ethan Wisner. Got out for three yards down to the 25-yard line, and the officials are signaling fourth down upcoming for the green and white. Tackle made by Cassidy's Ethan Campo, defensive tackle, 6'1", 225-pound senior. That ball come out pretty late. I don't think it got very far away from Wisner before he recovered to save the possession for now. But on the 25-yard line of your opponents, fourth down, and doesn't really matter what. Typically around here, you're going to see these offenses go for it. This end, Connor McCain out wide right. Two receivers each way in the backfield would be Jace Sears and Ethan Wisner in the shotgun. Now Jay Sears almost in a pistol, and it's a handoff to Ethan Wisner, and Cassidy brings him down at the original line of scrimmage, maybe out for a hard-fought yard. Stopping the way was Carson Anthos, defensive end, sophomore for Cassidy. Stops him after just a gain of a yard, but four yards short of the first down stick, and it's a turnover on downs, getting Cassidy back on the field. Uh, now that is a big play, because what they wanted to do there was spread everybody out, why is Connor McCain out wide to the right? It's got to be some sort of screen pass, trick play. Instead, what they were trying to do is spread out Cassidy a little bit and allow their big running back, their senior running back, Ethan Wisner, to eat at all those lack of defenders in the middle, but no good there. That big front four of the Lakers did not get the job done. Cassidy answers the bell and gets the first stop of the evening for any of these defenses. Cassidy on first and 10, hands it off to number five, Cohen Sherman. He tries to ground the left end. He gets out across the 25, out to the 26-yard line. He ran laterally for about 15 yards and got two yards forward. Stop made by Michael Good, outside linebacker for the Lakers. Second down, eight and go to go with less than one minute to play here in the first quarter. Lakers seven, Cassidy six for the Red Hawks on offense. That's a little bit better start for Cassidy on offense, getting that yard or two around the outside. They've been stymied trying to go up the middle early, so you're going to have to quicken these plays up, get around the outside a little quicker, and force that Lakers defense to stretch out a little bit so you can get back to attack in the middle. But it landed shot with only three touches so far in this game. you got to expect him to get more involved here and soon. Second and eight, 18 seconds left here in the first quarter, and it's a handoff up the middle to Tyler Kumper, and it's a scrum from there as he met early on 
Luke Braun at a very early age there at the original line of scrimmage for no gain in the play out at the 27-yard line. And it'll be the end of the first quarter with a one-point ball game. Lakers 7, Cass City 6 on offense at their own 27-yard line. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. 12 minutes to play are in the books from Cass City, Michigan. Week number two, and this is more like it. It's a one-point ball game. 7-6 Lakers leading Cassidy on the road in Cassidy. 12 minutes around the board, and now the Lakers are on defense as Cassidy marches right to left across your radio. Shadows scrawling across the entire field right now. About, I'd say, about two-thirds of the field in shadow at this point as we are facing to the east at a little bit of an angle here in the coziest booth in the Greer Club Conference. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with your call tonight. Doubt about it. The first quarter is off to a great start, just like we thought. Two very evenly matched teams. Uh, Cassidy has really had to work for their first downs and work for that first touchdown. Lakers cruised right through the defense, scored early. But the second possession comes around. Lakers unable to score. We'll see what Cassidy can do on their third try. Cassidy on offense facing a third down, seven to go from their own 27-yard line. They need to get out to just shy of the 35. Carter Patrick under center, and quarterback keeper, and passes downfield, has Josh Steely wide open, he has the first down, he's at midfield, into Laker territory, a little bit of a juke move, still on his feet at the 40, and breaks free of that tackle, still on his feet at the 35, and he's still marching down the field, breaks free of another tackle, and Michael Good comes from behind and brings him down, deep into Laker territory, the 25-yard line, from the 27 of their own territory to the Laker 25, a huge pickup, of 48 yards for Josh Steely from Carter Patrick. You may not want to throw the football. You may not like throwing the football, but when the other team cannot cover your receivers, why not do it? A great throw on third down by Carter Patrick down the field. Josh Steely right off the right side, down the right hash marks from that tight end position. Nobody near him. An easy throw by Patrick. And watch Steely out in open space. He's big. He broke four tackles. He made some guys miss. Got a great block down the field by Tyler Kumper and a big gain for the home team. It's a pitch to the right to Landon shot, and there's Luke Braun to stop him for a yard loss at best. For Landon shot, Luke Braun, the six foot five, two hundred ninety-five pound senior defensive lineman, right tackle starter for the Lakers, stops him after one yard loss at the twenty-six yard line. Second down and eleven. Luke Brown and company. There was a whole <laughs> bunch of white jerseys in the backfield, and Landon shot has got to be feeling that one. Second down, eleven to go from the Lakers twenty-six yard line. Lakers seven, Cass City six. Ten forty-nine left in the second quarter. Cass City. Home black uniforms, white white pants, gray helmets. Carter Patrick under center. It's a handoff to his third option. That'd be number five, Cohen Sherman. Back to the original line of scrimmage at the 25-yard line. Stop made by Lakers' Ethan Wisner, middle linebacker, 5'11", 225-pound senior. Third down, 10 to go from the Lakers 25. Cassidy going to have to keep mixing it up because two run plays equal about zero yards. So now third down and 10. Yeah, you're off the big play. You're into Lakers territory now. you got to think it's four-down territory. But on third down and 10, Lakers 
has to be ready for a pass play. Your front four and then Wisner there in the middle linebacker position has done a good job stopping the run. The secondary has to be ready. They've gotten burned three times already by a team that just doesn't care to throw the football. Carter Patrick hands it off quickly up the gut to number six. Landon shot. He rolls himself out to about the 22-yard line. Tackle made by Zach McCardle, defensive lineman for the Lakers. After a four-yard gain, six yards short of the first down marker, so now a fourth down, six to go from the Laker 22-yard line. And that's just fine. If you're going to do that, you've got to get half, and there was an opportunity for more. Zach McCardle was on the ground, and when Landon's shot leaped over him, he just didn't quite get over him and tumbled to the ground. But there was some green space ahead of him if he were able to keep on his feet. But fourth down and a long five, maybe six to go. The offense will stay on the field. Cassidy. As they're huddled from about three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be a handoff to Landon Shot, and the Lakers is there to sniff that one out at the 20-yard line after just a gain of a yard, maybe two on the play. Stop made by Blaine Wren, defensive end for the Lakers, and it's another turnover on downs, each team with one of those at almost the exact same spot on the field. And so Lakers offense back on the field after a huge defensive stop. They haven't had much room running up the middle, but... Coach Cathrell goes right back to it, finds no more room, but that was the play on third down that landed shot scored on on this side of the field. They go back to that play, hoping to catch that big block, but when you're running at Luke Brown, you're going to need two guys to block him, and no such luck as Lakers comes on the field now in the shotgun formation and four receivers to each direction. 9.15 remain in the first half, and his quarterback keeper for Jace Sears. He's scrambling, has the first down. He's to the 40-yard line across midfield and finally dragged down from behind to the 45 of Cass City by the other number two. Mason Nevick tracks him down. A big gain of 35 yards for Jace Sears, acting quarterback. So you can see why they put Jay Sears in in this formation because they spread it out wide. The defense has to respect these receivers, McCain, Good, all these guys. They run read option in the backfield, and Sears puts it in Wisner's lap, pulls it back when he sees the gap, and turns it into a big game. And we have flags before the snap is away. More than likely a false start here against the Lakers with 8.54 left in the second quarter. And it is a false start against the green and white. So this will be a five-yard penalty pushing back right to midfield of the 50. So the first down marker at the 35. Line of scrimmage at the 50-yard line. Luke Brown, 76, the guilty party there on offense for Lakers. We'll say, though, for, for this Cassidy defense, they, they have given up quite a few yards already in this game, but there's been a few penalties by Lakers offensively, a couple false starts that have really hurt their drives. First down and 15 to go, a chance for the home team to take advantage and get off the field. Hand off to Ethan Wisner, and there are the adjustments being made as Cass City's Ethan Campo defensive tackle brings Ethan Wisner down right where he started at the line of scrimmage at midfield. For no gain, second down, 15 to go for Lakers. Again, back to this formation with uh, with two receivers each way and then Wisner and Sears in the backfield. They like Sears' ability to run the football in space, a little more speed than McCain. McCain, obviously, the better passer on the team. So depending on the situation, you're seeing Sears run the read option, hand the ball off, or keep it himself. But now on second 15, you see McCain go back there. Beware of the pass now. Man in motion, Caleb Neaton, and we have a false start against the Lakers again as Neaton was leaning forward. He's going laterally to the line of scrimmage, then moved forward and leaned forward. And the snap was a little bit too late, so another five-yard disco night move here against the Lakers. So instead of a second and 15 from midfield at the 45 of Lakers, it is second down in a country mile. 
And the self-inflicted wounds. Advantage now goes to the defense. Second down and a long 20. Even though Cass City's defense has not played the greatest, this e these are the opportunities you have to get off the field and give that offense a chance to get back on the field and take the lead. Full spread formation, Caleb Neaton in motion. Overloading the left side, and it's Connor McCain on the quarterback keeper. Untouched through the first 10 yards, break free of one tackle, breaks free of the second tackle, and finally upended at the Cass City 39-yard line by Mason Nefik. A 16-yard pickup for Connor McCain on a second down in 6 and 20. Makes it now a third down in four to go from the Cass City 39-yard line. Really nice run there by Connor McCain, but realistically should have been about a six, maybe an eight-yard gain. There's, there's Cass City jerseys all over the field. He's just running right through them, but it's just poor tackling. They're, they're, they're not wrapping up the runner. They're just trying to hit him in the in this abdomen area, and he's just bouncing right off of him. And all of a sudden, third and twenty or second twenty becomes third and four. Advantage offense. Ethan Wisner gets a direct snap. He lowers the shoulder, and he gets their first down as a result across the thirty-five. Finally, brought down to the thirty-three by Carter Patrick down to the safety position. Move the chains. A third down conversion for the Lakers. New set of downs at the Cass City thirty-three. And those are plays that are going to hurt the home team. You you get those penalties. You have to take advantage of them. But you got to give credit to the to the Lakers, the away team here. Second down, 20, no big deal. We'll get it all back and then some, get a first down, and now with a fresh set of downs, on their way to pay dirt. Lakers overloading the right side. And we again. have another flag, the fifth flag of the night against the Lakers as we had two Lakers in motion. Then they would pause for one second. Otherwise, it would be an illegal shift. And this is going to be a false start against the green and white. So instead of a first and 10, it is once again a first and 15 from the 33 back to the 38-yard line. And this is one of the challenges that Coach Lavasser talked about, most complicated offensive system that you're going to see, and it's because of the different formations and all the things they'll do out of it, different players rotating in different positions. But at the end of the day, you have you cannot move until that ball is snapped, and that's back-to-back -back plays, that 13, uh, which is Caleb, Caleb Eaton, Eaton. Has, uh, has now – Leaned or taken a step before the ball is started. It's it's right here in front of us in the open field. Two wide each way. Connor McCain, excuse me, Jay Sears at quarterback, and he's going to be keeping for himself. And he's brought down right at the original line of scrimmage by Cooper Mallory, nose tackle, 6'1", 175-pound junior, for no gain to the play, still at the 38-yard line. So now second down, 15 to go. Six minutes remain to the second quarter. Lakers 7, Cass City 6. And that's that tackling we talked about. Cooper Mallory gets his hands around the running back, the runner there, McCain, and then slows him down so much that that allows guys like Josh Steely to come in and clean him up and no yards after contact. Those are the type of fundamental tackling we need to see out of Cass City. This is a second and 15 now for Lakers. Connor McCain on the quarterback keeper. Has room to run and breaks free, and he's finally tracked down and brought down beyond the line of the line, the first down gain, and finally brought down at the 21-yard line as there is, again, Cass City jerseys laying on the ground, and we have a flag at the very end of that play. Right where the tackle was made at the 21-yard line. So if no flag against the Lakers, the will be a first down. If it is against Cass City, obviously a little bit of a different scenario. It was a second down, 14 to go. Or second down and 15. And Dave Lavaster is erupting on the sideline. Uns unsportsmanlike conduct against the Lakers. So that's going to negate and wipe away any first down gain there for Connor McCain and the quarterback keeper, which was out for about 18 yards. 
So wipe that one out of your playbooks and your scorecards. And they're going to push him back. It was, so it should be. I, I think I think what's happening here, Clark, is uh, they're, they're going to give him the first down. The penalty happened after the play was over, so they're going to move them back 15 yards and start this drive at first down. That is exactly what's going to happen. So the Tyson Steinman, uh, number four, is going to get that uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. So 5.41 left in the second, so the chains are moving right now. So the first down marker is at about the 26-yard line. Line of scrimmage at the 36-yard line for Lakers. 5.41 left in the second. Lakers 7, Cass City 6. This game started out with two quick scores, one for each team ever since. It's been defensive juggernaut ever since. Five and change left here in the first half. Man in motion. And it's a direct snap to Connor McCain. Breaks free of one tackle, breaks free of a second tackle, and takes three black jerseys to bring him down, leading the way. Mason Nevick out of the secondary. After a 13, maybe a 12-yard gain out across the 25, down to the 23-yard line. First in 10 for the Lakers, 525 left in the second. Lakers making it look easy on offense. Even with the self-inflicted wounds, they're able to respond with big plays, and a lot of them have been quick plays, quick running plays, direct snap to whoever, and attack, and that's worked really well for this offense. And Ethan Wisner gets the direct snap this time, out from the 23-yard line down to the 15-yard line. Tackle made by Cass City's Luke Shearhart, linebacker for the Redhawks. Short of the first down marker by then, but just by about a yard, maybe two yards. Second down, two yards to go for the green and white. A little bit of a hurry-up method now. Absolutely. When they find something that's working, they're not huddling. They're getting the play called, and they're trying to get under center and run it quickly. It hasn't. Their best plays has come no matter who's under center, whether it's Jay Sears, whether it's uh, Connor McCain, or whether Wisner's taking the snaps himself. Those have been their biggest and best plays tonight. Wisner gets the direct snap, rumbling forward. Reverser moving, changing direction, still on his feet inside the five and finally brought down at the three-yard line. So a second and two goes to a first and goal. Tackle made by Carson Anthos, dragging him down from behind. First and goal to go, the fifth first down of this drive alone for the Lakers. And now first and goal to go from the two-yard line. No huddle offense, direct snap right to Wisner. And Ethan Wisner is into the end zone. Touchdown, Lakers. The green and white strike for the second time tonight with 4.21 remaining in the second quarter. It is now Lakers 13, Cass City 6. Four minutes and 21 seconds before the half is over. Yeah, you, you can see when when the Lakers, they can smell blood in the water, right? They're going right after him. So the direct snaps and attacking, overloading one side of the ball has worked for them tremendously. Cassidy trying to make sure they don't overload one side and expose themselves on the other, but they got to slow down this running game. Too easy, too many big plays even after all the penalties. So the kick is up for Jay Sears, and it is good, but the flag flies well after the kick was away. Thrown by the white cap of Andy Wolf, referee tonight. It could be roughing the kicker against Cass City. So they're going to say the PAT is good. So it is now 14-6. Cass City trailing the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers at home. With 4.21 left in the second quarter, right here on the WLW Sports Network.
421 left in the second quarter, and Lakers strikes for the second time. Ten plays, 80 yards, five first downs, one for one on third down, where you capped off with an Ethan Wisner two-yard rumble in for the score. His second of the evening. Jay Sears with the PAT makes it 14-6. And with that roughing the kicker, running into the kicker, I do believe, a five-yard penalty. Pushes him up to the 45-yard line for Jay Sears to kick this one off left or right across your radio. Yeah, and he's already been kicking him deep into the end zone the way it is, so expect this one to be booted even further. Jay Sears, white jerseys, left side of radio kicking to the right. 421 left in the second quarter. 14-6, Lakers by 8. And Jay Sears kicks this one, bounces five yards into the end zone for a touchback. And so Cassidy will start this drive right to left across your radio from their own 20-yard line, trailing by eight points. Take advantage of those penalties. The Cassidy defense was unable to on the last series, but Lakers are going to take advantage of that one and make sure that it's a long field ahead for the Cassidy offense. The Cassidy offense really wants to control the clock, gets lots of first downs, three yards in a cloud of dust. Four minutes and 20 seconds is not a ton of time for a wing T offense. So we'll see if Coach Cathrell and company have anything in the that four-minute offense in the playbook here to try and sneak an extra score in before the half. Cassidy with 19 plays of offense for 140 yards, 93 of that in the passing game. Is a handoff to Tyler Kumper on first and 10 from the 20-yard line. Stop made just after a two-yard gain by Blaine Wren. Out to the 21-yard line, 21 and a half. We'll call it a, a one-yard gain based on the line of placement of the ball with four minutes in counting here in the second quarter. Second down, nine to go. Tyler Kumper, the second option there for the quarterback to hand it off to. They fake it to shot and then try Kumper around that left side and just nothing there. Running right at Luke Brown is usually uh, not going to work out for you on that time. They're happy to get one on that play. 348, Cassidy, not much of a hurry here. Turns around and now we have a whistle. And this is going to be a timeout called by Scott Cuthrell and the Red Hawks as he wants to discuss it in his first of these first half with 342 left in the second quarter. It's 14-6, to six, Lakers by eight points in the WLW Sports Network. Second down, nine to go for the Cassie Redhawks after the coming out of their timeout here, their first of this first half. Scott Cuthrell, head coach for 20 years for the Cassie Redhawks, took two years off there in the late 2000s. Retook the program in 2011 and has been rolling ever since. As a quarterback keeper for Carter Patrick, but then unfortunately Lakers sniffed that one out as well. And it's going to be a two-yard loss out back to the 19-yard line. Tackle made by Lakers. Front line leading the way. Michael Good outside linebacker as well as Zach McCardle from that front line. Second down, 11 to go. Not Third down, 11 Not exactly what uh, they planned coming out of a timeout. It looks like, uh, actually looked like some the running back and quarterback had some miscommunication. They ran into each other, so Carter Patrick did what he had to do and just covered up and leaned forward and, and minimized the damage. So with three minutes to go and third down and 11, as much as you would like to even throw the ball here and get a first down, it's a pretty obvious passing down, and the clock would stop and allow Lakers a little more offense. Carter Patrick staying in the pocket, has to throw it, and he fumbles it as he's brought in, and it's still loose at the five-yard line. He was going to be brought down for the sack. The ball popped loose as he's going down, and Cass said he recovers it miraculously at the six-yard line. 
Michael Good brought in the strip for the Lakers, and it was scooped up. And a last chance effort, I do believe that was Tyler Kumper who brought in the fumble. And now we have a timeout called by the Lakers with 2.34 left in the second. Uh, disaster when you go that pass play and you get sacked way back in the backfield. You lose all that yardage. And so Lakers, they're going to stop the clock, preserve as much time as possible, knowing that they are going to get excellent field position after this punt by Cass City. And remember the last time Cass City punted, it was extremely close to being blocked. I don't know how he got it away. So with two and a half minutes to go, I love the timeout by Coach Lavasser and try to take advantage of a misstep by the Cass City offense in the passing game. It's an eight-point ball game right now. Lakers 14, Cass City 6. Lacassie scored on their first drive this evening with 6.46 left in the first quarter. Since then, they've a three-and-out punt and then a turnover on downs after a seven-play drive stalled at the 20-yard line of Lakers. Could not convert on a fourth down and mid-range to go. In this scenario, they're going to lose some yards too and have to punt the ball away. So uh, a good punt here is is absolutely crucial. Minimal return, and this defense is going to be asked to, to make a stop here to try to keep this a one-score game. Keep in mind, Lakers won the toss and get the ball to start the second half. Two minutes and 40 seconds remain in the first half. Eight-point ball game, Cassidy. With a fourth down, first down marker is beyond the golf course here in Cass City. <laughs> As the punter for Cass City gets a good snap, and it's blocked in the end zone, and Anthos is going to have to jump, or excuse me, Carson Anthos is going to have to jump on it, and somehow it gets out of the backfield, out of the end zone. It bounced forward, bounced around like a pinball, and it brought was brought in at the three, the two-yard line. So the first punt was nearly blocked. This one certainly was blocked as there's white jerseys all over Anthos' punt. And now it's going to be first and goal to go for the Lakers with 2.33 left in the second. Yeah, that was blown up. It was right right into his chest. And when the ball come down, um, when Anthos goes to pick it up, the, the lying down defender kind of swipes it away from him. He knocks it out of the end zone, uh, which would have could have been a safety at that time. Instead, it, it, it rolls out of the end zone. Now, that's where this drive is going to start. So, first and goal from the two-yard line for Lakers. And uh, with two and a half minutes ago, plenty of time to push this lead out to two scores and take, and take an opportunity to score after the second half and really blow the doors off this game. So, flag is thrown at the goal line. The Lakers players are saying safety. And so now the officials are running over to the near sideline for an explanation. Should to see what they're talking about. It looks like they're ruling safety on the play. I'm not sure why there would be a flag, though. Unless it was away and after from the play. So both teams ev evacuate the field. And <laughs> <laughs> Cassidy brought the, took the ball with him. <laughs> so the only people on the field are the officials huddling right now and based on what Andy Wolf the official just did a series of of hand motions that looks like the new TikTok dance <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it looked like he played a harpsichord at a moment there and then he was fanning his back. <laughs> Is it a legal forward pass? That's what. That's was he was he throwing it? I'm. 
greatly confused. At the end of the day, it is going to be a, a safety, safety and two points for the two points for the Lakers. And now Cass City will have a free kick to the Lakers, and they will get two and a half minutes to go. Now up ten and a chance to score before the half. So add two more points to the scoreboard. It's sixteen to six now. So at two thirty-three, Lakers will now receive the kickoff from number 71, Evan Clark, who is normally 25. But he's 71 tonight because of these special jerseys for Military Appreciation Night. And so deep back for the Lakers would be number two, Jay Sears, and number 13, Caleb Neaton, for the green and white. And they stand at their own 36-yard line awaiting the kick from Evan Clark. 16-6, to six, a 10-point ball game now. As we will eventually, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday after the Labor Day holiday, finally figure out what exactly all happened there. Evan Clark ran up to the ball, kicks it away. Good kick. Comes into the 35-yard line by Caleb Neaton. Has lead blockers to his left. Goes to the far sideline and is finally brought down at the 40-yard line. Ball is loose and may very well be Cass City ball. No word yet from the officials. 33 from Cass City stripped at Carson Anthos. And now the officials stripping away one player at a time with 2.22 left in the second quarter. The officials... Trying to sort out this giant scrum and it's Cassidy Ball. So, they will get the ball back, recovered by number three, Tyler Kumper. So, when all said and done, Cassidy will get the ball back, basically where the original line of scrimmage was before, this, before the strip and before the sack. And all they had to do was give up two points. I tell you, that was, uh, it's too early in the season for this stuff. I, it's, this is a nightmare I, to try and figure out what is going on out there. But right now, two extra points go to Lakers. It is 16-6, Lakers lead, and two and a half minutes to go. Now Cassidy has the football on their own 37-yard line. It's a pitch out to the left side. DeLandon shot and is trying to lower his shoulder across the 40 and is finally brought down at the 44-yard line. Stop made by Lakers' Garrett Strahan. And it's a second down three to go after a seven-yard pickup. And one of the most productive runs of the game for Cass City is back to landed shot. He had the big run for the touchdown early in the first quarter. He's able to escape down the sideline there and get seven yards. Illegal pass forward downfield. That's what the behind-the-back signal was. So the only way that could have been a forward pass is if they counted him swiping it out of the end zone. Carter Patrick throws downfield wide open to Cohen Sherman. He's down to the 30, to the 25, to the 20. It's a foot race. race with Jay Sears. Touchdown, Cass City. <laughs> From 40, or excuse me, 56 yards out, Carter Patrick connects with Cohen Sherman for the score. <laughs> what a series of events. What a series of events. <laughs> For both squads here, 56-yard strike from Carter Patrick, the junior play caller for Kansas City. Wide open. That was Cohen Sherman downfield. And so now it is 16-12, a minute 35 left in the second quarter. And I believe they're going to go for the old four-point conversion. 
Wow, what a pass, though. Carter Patrick had a little time in the pocket, was able to step up and deliver a strike and hit him on the run, and that allowed the receiver to then chase down that safety. They run at each other, but that momentum wasn't enough. J.P. Sears is a fast kid, and he was unable to track down the receiver, Cohen Sherman. Great throw and even better run down the field. Two-point conversion play now is, is coming up. Wing T to the right. Carter Patrick back to pass, looking in the pocket, throws it down to the corner of the end zone, and that should be pass interference as number three, Tyler Cumber, was pushed from behind, but no flag called, so the two-point conversion fails on an incomplete pass. A minute 35 left in the second. Cassidy regains as much momentum as they could, and they drilled just by four points. 16-12 to 12 to the Lakers on top, green and white leading the Cassidy Redhawks. Jay Sears gets the kick in from Evan Clark for the Lakers. Started at his 12-yard line. He gets out across the 30, down to about the 31-yard line. Actually, can mark him down right at the 35-yard line. Tackle made by Carson Anthus and Tyler Kumper on special teams. First and 10 for the Lakers. And very well, we might have a normal minute 28 remaining here in the second quarter. With a four-point ball game, Lakers 16, Cassidy 12. Lakers back in offense, first and 10 from their own 35. We can only hope, but uh, Lakers going to spread it out. Two receivers each direction. McCain under. Uh, McCain about to take the snap with Wisner in the backfield. False and start again. another false start, and this one's again on number 13, Caleb Neaton. And that is the fifth false start on the night for the Lakers. Seven total penalties for 45 yards. Starting to overshadow Ethan Wisner's 13 carries for 117 yards and two scores. And and what's bad when these wide receivers do it because you're on an island by yourself and he, he literally jumped forward and jumped backward drawing all the attention to himself and it was a full second or two before the ball was snapped so miscommunication the, between the snap and the receiver's communication that's going to cost him five but still a minute and a half to go a couple timeouts in their pocket they might just sling it around here and see if they can't get into the territory and try and score first and 15 McCain in the pocket, throwing downfield right down the middle, and it's in and out of the hands of Michael Good. Did he bring it in? Yes, he did. As it hit his hands, bounced away, he was able to bring it back in with his other hand, and it counts as a catch of the 49 of Cass City. Move the chains for the Lakers. Riker Wallace was reading that play, completely stepped up and jumped, and it was just out of his reach, which blocked the vision of Michael Good, so it kind of hit him in the arm, and then when it he fell to the ground, he was able to catch it while falling. A great catch and a big gain for Lakers. Connor McCain rolling to his right, throw looking to pass downfield, and it is into the hands of Caleb Neaton. They're going to say he did not have his feet in before he brought that one in. Forced out of bounds by Carter Patrick out of the secondary. Incomplete pass. Stops the clock with a minute 12 left in the second quarter. First and 10 to go from the Gas City 49-yard line with a four-point lead, 16-12. to 12. And McCain's got to get that ball sooner. Neiman was standing there for three or four seconds, jumping around, waving. It, it may have only been a seven, eight-yard gain, but it would have been seven or eight yards and out of bounds. Stopped the clock. He waited too long. He wanted that big play. And when he went to his check down receivers too late, as uh, you're exactly right, the quarterback and secondary Carter Patrick was able to knock him out of bounds. Staying in the pocket, and everyone's going to set up a screen over to Ethan Wisner as they let everyone, every defenseman through. And Ethan Wisner has a rumble down inside the 30 and finally dives forward across the 25 down at the 23-yard line. Brought down by Carter Patrick. 
and move the chains on Ethan Wisner's legs yet again. If there's one player in the Greater Thumb Conference that's not running out of bounds, it's Ethan Wisner. <laughs> and the whole front of Cass City had no clue that that was coming. They absolutely uh, fell for it and allowed and allowed the the whole defensive front to come through the backfield and get in there, and they, they suckered him right in for an easy screen pass. Connor McCain went for the, to spike the ball. Before he received the snap, he put his knee down and then received the snap to snap to spike the ball. So the officials signaled to stop the clock in a second down. Is that, is that, is that the new that, spiking of the football? I'm not quite sure. Connor McCain looking to his left, nothing there, rolls to his right, and he's in trouble, and he's going to be brought down. He's running out of bounds. He gets out of bounds to stop the clock with 5.50 seconds left in the second quarter. Heads up play there from McCain, force him out of bounds. That was number 80, Josh Steely, tight end, defensive end, 6'1", 250-pound senior, rumbling him out of bounds and after a huge loss of about 12 yards. And that's a, an interesting play, too, because I you could argue that his forward progress was stopped in while bounds. being in bounds. Exactly right. Um, but they're going to they're gonna give him that extra loss of a yard, give him the stop of the clock, uh, which is not a great scenario for Lakers. Now third down in about 20, but the clock does stop. They can gather himself. They've had some big plays already this first half, so you can't rule them out yet. McCain looking to his left. Nothing there. Throwing downfield to the corner of the end zone as Jay Sears, and it is out of bounds. Is stepped out of bounds before he's able to bring that one in. and ends up on the track because the sidelines are so small here. And now instead of a third down in a country mile, it's fourth down in about 19 to go. But I think you're going to see Lakers do exactly that again. I think you're going to see Connor McCain drop back, roll out a little bit, and throw it to whoever his favorite target is or whoever's one-on-one. -on -one. And if watching that play... Cohen Sherman was in one-on-one -on -one coverage, and he was spinning around out there like crazy. He was an open receiver. The catch was made, but fortunate that ball was out of bounds. And Lakers calls their final timeout of this first half with 42 seconds left in the second quarter. So Dave Hansen, you already said it, but does Lakers drop the exact same play, or do they try and think that that's where they're going to go and instead hand it off to Ethan Wisner and hope he breaks about six tackles. Uh, that is very possible and I could not argue that play if they did but I think you're going to see it again. It just worked. That throw needed to be less than a yard inbounds and that allows then that play to be caught and they're down at the two. He gets his foot in bounds, but he caught it out of bounds just barely. A break for the Cass City defense, but I think you have to expose a challenge a secondary. You have nothing to lose. If you throw a pick in your own end zone or the ball falls incomplete, Cass City's offense still has to go 50, 60 plus yards on your defense in a minute, a half a minute or so. I think you do it again, and I don't know whoever your best receiver is. I might even put Wisner out wide and throw it to him. Whoever whoever can go up and get the ball in traffic, that's the guy I'm throwing it to. If it's Michael Good, if it's Sears, I don't know who it is, but that's the guy I'm going to. Fourth down, 19 to go for the Lakers. They're out of timeouts. 42 seconds remain in the first half. They're at the Cassidy 32-yard line with a four-point lead, 16-12 to 12 over Cassidy. First down marker is at approximately the 13-yard line. They're at their, oh, the 32. Lakers slow to get back to the line here. In the backfield it would be number four. Tyson Steinman, he is to the right of Connor McCain in the shotgun. To the left would be Ethan Wisner. Michael Good at tight end on the right side. 
Connor McCain pump fakes once. Now rolls to his left. He's in trouble. And he's going to be brought down for the sack. Back behind the 40-yard line. Finally brought down at the 42-yard line. Leading the way on the Cassidy defense. Cooper Mallory, the nose tackle, brings down Connor McCain for the big loss. And a turnover on downs gives Cassidy the ball back with 35 seconds left. Two timeouts remaining at their own 30, or excuse me, 42-yard line. Do not like the play call at all. They, they called a slow-developing double move on the outside. Everybody knows you're going to throw it. It's a hope and a prayer that your guy can go get it, but it only works if you can get it off. Connor McCain drops back and pump fakes, and nobody falls for the about a 10-yard curl and show to the quarterback. The secondary just kept backing up, and when Michael Good out there curled and then took off, by that time, the offensive line had collapsed. There were four or five Cass City jerseys in the backfield, and Connor McCain had nowhere to go and no chance to get that playoff. Great pressure there by the front of Cass City. Handoff right up the middle to Landon. Shot, he's out like a shot out of a cannon across midfield. Pass to the first down marker and then finally brought down to the Laker 40-yard line. That's a gain of 18 in the play, and we have a timeout called by Cass City, their second of this first half, with 29.8 seconds left in the second quarter. Cass City trying to retake the lead here. And they've got 29 seconds to do it. I don't know. Lakers, I don't know if they, they almost looked like that they were going to kneel or something. Their defense didn't seem ready at all. And Landon shot before you know it is once he gets through that defensive line, it's off to the races and the secondary is able to bring him down, but not until a huge gain. And good timeout called. You, you can't take him home with you. They still got one in their pocket, but now they're inside. They're right on the 40-yard line. Chance to score. We'll see what happens, but this game has been wild here the last half a quarter. 29.8 seconds left here in the second quarter. Lakers 16, Cassidy 12. We expected a great one. So far, it's been a little wacky one. Just some wild, wild stuff here in the second quarter. But just a four-point game nonetheless. So it's, I love it. It's right where you want it to be, and, and Cassidy here with a, with a late rally. So much has happened in this game, but in football time, it's only been about three or four minutes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> We're making too good progress. It's only The game's only been going on for... Well, an hour eight, excuse me, an hour and ten. We started two minutes early. <laughs> so Kansas City coming out of their second timeout. They have one remaining. They are at the Laker 40-yard line. Right to left, cross your radio. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Carter Patrick rolling to his left, looking to pass. The lefty throws it downfield. He has a little too much air underneath it, but it's batted away. Intended for Riker Wallace. Down at the 10-yard line. Jay Sears in coverage. Uh, that's Josh Steele. That was Josh Steele. That makes more sense. Yeah, he was way out of bounds. I was looking for the numbers there. Josh Steele, intended receiver. Falls incomplete. Stops the clock with 22 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Second down, 10 to go from the 40 of Lakers. You'd like to see him get rid of that ball a little bit quicker for two reasons. Number one, you don't take the monster hit that he just took, which he is feeling right now. And number two, get that ball a little quicker. Steele was open there. Cass City, one safety cheated up, and the other one was Sears staying back, playing that deep center field position. He comes over, and when Steely gets his mitts on the ball, Sears is able to just knock it out of his hands for an incompletion. It was a good defensive play. It's a handoff up the middle to Landon's shot. He's across the 35, down to the 34. Stop made by Tyson Steinman, defensive tackle for the Lakers. And we have a third and final timeout call by the Red Hawks with 16 seconds remaining. In the second quarter, it's a four-point ball game. Lakers 16, Cass City 12. So what do you think Scott Cuthrell is setting up for his team here for the Red Hawks to play? Deep throw into the end zone. Uh, right now, the, for both teams, the passing game is there. You're not going to just drop your offense and throw it every time, but 
we've seen some weaknesses in the secondary on both sides of the ball. And, and Josh Steely is a weapon out there. He is a full head taller than any secondary out there. The, the question is, can he get down the field quick enough with the pressure that Lakers is going to bring and allow Carter Patrick to throw the ball down the field in time? That's a, there's a lot of questions, but he's drawn up his favorite pass play down the field. That, that Hail Mary scenario, that last minute Che try to score a touchdown, you got nothing to lose. If it, as long as you don't give up a pick six, a ball that falls harmlessly to the ground or, or even a pick probably doesn't hurt you here. I think you got to try and throw it down the field to your best receiver. The way I'm doing it, I'm rolling out. i got to roll out, seal off the edge by as much time as possible and try to throw that ball inside the 10 anywhere and hope one of my guys can go get it and finish the job. It's a third down and four. It's going to be from the 34-yard line of Lakers. Marching to the left far end zone on your radio. First down marker at the 30, but that's pretty much a moot point at this point. As there's just 16 seconds left, both teams with no remaining timeouts. Carter Patrick in the huddle, deciphering what is about to play. Two wide to the left. That would be Nevik and Cumber. Carter Patrick looking to his left, throws it down into the into the slant behind the linebacking core there, and it falls incomplete. Thrown a little too far in front of Tyler Cumber. Falls incomplete. And now it's going to be a fourth down and four with 11 seconds left. So the strategy is there is a quick slant. When everybody expects a deep throw, a quick slant and try to get a first down because that will stop the clock and then allow your team to get under center and spike the ball. And that allows then another play and a shorter throw at the end zone, which, again, your offensive line would not have to block as long to get that throw away. That pass was there, just a little off is, the mark. And you may see a very similar play, uh, something to try to get that first down. They only need three yards. That'll stop the clock and should give them enough time to snap the ball and stop the clock. This time they keep everyone inside, and we have a jump as Josh Steely is going to be called for the false start on the left tight end. So instead of a fourth and four, it's now a fourth and nine, which is just the third penalty on the Red Hawks tonight for 15 yards. Can't Lakers with seven penalties for 45 yards. That one still doesn't change anything from my yeah, perspective. I, was say, that I does, think that, that, that doesn't that do a whole lot. The same quick slant or or curl route, quick curl route, whatever it is, a screen pass, whatever you're trying to do, there's still 12 seconds on the clock and enough time to get that first down, and then you just got to get under center, and as soon as they start the clock, snap that ball and stop it. Same formation. Wing T to the right. Carter Patrick hands it off to number six. Landon shot the fullback. He gets out for a yard, and stop made by Lakers. Blaine Wren. And this is going to be a turnover on downs. Gives Lakers one more shot here with 10 seconds remaining in the second quarter. I like that call on fourth down and three. I would have, I would have liked that scenario better, but on fourth down and eight, you really haven't. I think you've had one run play that's been over seven yards tonight, so you, your odds of getting the first down on that play call, I didn't really think had a chance. But and it runs no time off the clock also. But 10 and a half seconds to go. Lakers comes on the field, and they're going to spread it out. We'll see if they attack the sideline or utilize one of their timeouts, try to get a big play down the field. They send three wide to the left, one to the right. That would be Jay Sears on the near side of your radio. Connor McCain looking back to passes. He's going to be runs out of one sack. Josh Steely tries to bring down a nug again. This one's thrown into the hands. It's brought in by Tyson Steinman at midfield. Has one man to beat. He breaks out of that tackle. Now he's trying to brought down. He's finally brought down to the 30-yard line by Riker Wallace, cornerback. 
And that is the end of the first half. So wild and wacky few first few final minutes here in this first half. Results in a four-point ball game at the half. It is Lakers 16, Cass City 12 on the W at LW Sports Network after 24 minutes of play.